I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 309. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I hope you were inspired by last week's podcast as we considered the big story of scripture. And when I step back from each individual story and I consider the whole, or when I read a book that helps me identify themes that are woven throughout scripture, it reminds me of all that I still have yet to know and understand. You know, the the knowledge of our Lord is endless and he continues to unlock understanding and I for one, think that's super exciting. Now, this week's song by Hillsong Worship continues in this big picture narrative for us. And according to Scott from Hillsong Worship, King of Kings was birthed out of a desire to write a song about exploring the tenor of scriptures, encapsulating everything we believe as believers. Now, that's a tall order, don't you think? And so this is one of those songs where I really wish I could play the entire song. In fact, to get the most out of this week's uh, podcast, you really need to listen to the entire song. Maybe uh, go to the show notes and look at the the lyrics. I've got a link to the lyrics there. Um, I will link to the complete uh, lyric video on YouTube in my show notes. I'm not sure if you know I do this, but I do it every week. I link to the song in the show notes. You can watch the video, usually a lyric video or the official music video. You can always find the show notes at michellekneesat.com. And this week's show notes are michellekneesat.com forward slash 309. Now, most people listen to podcasts while doing something else. And so I take some notes for you and I offer them to you with all the scripture references and links and and more information. Um, some Sometimes I find some additional uh, stories behind the song or articles or things like that that I link to as well. So it's worth going and checking out the show notes. So having said all of that, the meat of this song lies in the verses, but to get us started, let us listen to the chorus and then dive in. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one, God of glory, If you've been a listener to this podcast for any length of time, you know that most of the time the songs that I pick are just jumping off points for me to get into larger chunks of scripture 
to meditate on God's word, truly interact with it. Uh, but when we're talking about the greater story of scripture, also known as the meta narrative, uh, that story that weaves throughout the individual stories that we are that we study, telling one grand story. When we do that, we can't spend as much time in the individual stories. But rest assured, the time that you spend in larger chunks of scripture will begin to add up to uh, to fill up a reservoir of knowledge for you that will allow the red thread of redemption woven through up woven throughout scripture to kind of light up like neon. Okay, so uh, a pastor I was listening to recently said it best, actually, when he said the problem in the church today is we don't know the whole counsel of God. We know a few scriptures and we apply them wherever they seem to fit. That is why I like to back away and consider the grand story because it takes into account the whole counsel of God. Now, I know that this can be a little intimidating, especially if you are just getting started reading your Bible or you don't have a lot of scripture knowledge under your belt. And that's why I don't do it every week. But trust me when I say that as you keep plugging along, as you keep reading and studying and practicing the bites, the Bible interaction tool exercises that I share on the podcast, faithfully working at it, you know, one day you're going to wake up and realize you know way more than you did, or, or you'll understand a link, something will light up, like I said, that that would have flown over your head um, even just months before. God wants you to know him. And that's why he's given us his word. God wants to be in right relationship with you now and forever. And that's why he sent his son and offers us salvation through him. And so that's a good place to dive back into our song and go ahead and get into the scripture. So the first stanza of our song says, In the darkness we were waiting, without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes. Now, when I listened to the artists talk about this lyric, they say they were talking about Genesis. And I can sort of see that, in the you know, because it's talking about darkness. But to be technical, in Genesis... When there was darkness and no hope, humanity had not yet been created. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. All right, so just because that happened before humanity, it really was a foreshadowing of another darkness when humanity was waiting for a savior. And we talked about that last uh, last week when we kind of talked about the meta narrative of scripture. But in Luke chapter one, we see a prophecy spoken by Zechariah. He's a Levitical priest and he is uh, John the Baptist's dad. And he was prophesying over John uh, as a, uh, but but references the light and the mercy that we find in the lyric of our song. So if you go uh, look at Luke chapter one verse seventy six, it says, "And you, child, of course, again, Zechariah is talking over John, will be called the prophet of the Most High. So John will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace." 
Did you catch it? Because of the tender mercy of our God, the sunrise shall visit us from on high. Because you see, the people are sitting in darkness. So that that goes right along with the lyric of our song. Now, in Matthew chapter 4, we see the story pick up after John's public ministry is coming to a close. Uh, His ministry, of course, of going before Christ to prepare the way for him. And in verse 12 of of Matthew chapter 4, it says, Now when he heard that John had been arrested, and he's talking about Jesus, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be filled. Verse 15, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death on them, a light has dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right. So there it is again, a people dwelling in darkness and the light that dawned was Jesus. The light. So uh, as I kind of round this um, kind of not argument out, but this uh, showing you in scripture how this phrase that we sing in this song comes directly from scripture. Let's kind of go back to the beginning again for a moment. But in John chapter one, there's a in the beginning uh, statement, just like in Genesis chapter one. But in John chapter one, we read about the light and we read about John. So let's tie it all together a little bit as we look at John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So there we have the light again. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. All right. So now verse nine, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. All right, so you can sing along and declare all the truth of these passages in one simple stanza. Uh, In the darkness we were waiting, without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes. But remember, the power of the stanza is to remind you of all you've studied in Scripture. It works as a summary, but it's summarizing something so rich and beautiful. And I really want you to study it for yourself. Let this song remind you of what you're studying not replace your study. Okay. Now the next stanza says this to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. So in Matthew chapter five, Christ's sermon on the Mount with his own words, Jesus teaches us this in verse 17. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Truly, I see you until heaven and earth pass away. 
Not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So we see here that Jesus is affirming the law and the prophets, not discarding them. Now, some of you may have grown up in traditions where you never really heard solid teaching from the Old Testament. And yet here we see that it is in the words of the Old Testament that we see Jesus. In fact, Jesus says as much in John chapter 5. He's talking to people who are actually desiring to kill him because they thought he was blaspheming when he called himself God. He, they thought he was sinning by doing things like healing on the Sabbath. But Jesus says this in um, John 5, starting in verse 33. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp. He's talking about John here. And you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. Now, from what so what we just read here is that uh, John may have been a lamp, but Jesus is the light. He is the source. Okay, so Jesus goes on to say, for the works that the father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I'm doing bear witness about me that the father has sent me and the father who has sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you've never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. Now, this is a big statement because he's talking to the scribes and Pharisees. He's talking to the people who want to kill him, who are very, very, very familiar with what uh, what we would call the word, the scriptures, the divine words of God. So in verse 39, Jesus goes on to say this, you search the scriptures because you think that in them, in them, you have eternal life and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you'll receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses... You would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? All right, that's kind of a bigger passage. I know I don't normally read from scripture in that large of a chunk, but I just wanted you to hear it because the scripture that Jesus is referring to was the law and the prophets. Okay, so the words of Moses, he says, um, what are those words when he says the words of Moses? Well, Moses was the human author of the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. When Jesus says, he adds the law and the prophets, he is speaking to them about the scriptures that they relied on in that day. I mean, they knew uh, the words of Moses. They knew the words of the prophets and they, they were missing it. They were completely missing that those words pointed at toward Jesus. And of course, there's no New Testament at that time because it was being lived out (laughs) at that time, okay? And all that to say this small phrase in our song that says, to fulfill the law and prophets, to a virgin came the word, 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we've just shown how he is the fulfillment of the law and prophets uh, from his own words, by the way. But in on episode 300, I actually take all of this, uh, the this happened to fulfill what was written moments in the birth of Christ, and I unpacked them. So episode 300 is actually kind of the perfect partner to this part of our song or this part of the story that this week's song is telling. So again, it says to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word. We just read that that's his name is the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. So in fact, I'm not going to go ahead and dive deeper at this part of the song because I think that episode 300 does that pretty well. But I'm sure you know this part, right? Mary was the mother of Christ and was a virgin. And you can read all about the virgin birth in um, the first few chapters of Matthew and Luke. Uh, Jesus is referred to the word, uh, referred to as the word in the book of John chapter one. We just actually read some of those verses. And Paul in his letter to the Philippians says it this way. Uh, speaking of Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. So when we sing from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt, yes, indeed. And I, and I love that the chorus is a worship response to the truth of, of what you're singing in the verses of the song. You know, he says, praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one. God of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of kings. So this chorus that we sing along with is just an outward expression of glory given to the King of kings, who did all that we sang about in the verses that we just unpacked. All of that deserves a a moment, you know, to stop and to praise. Now, I really want to move on to the next portion of the song. I really feel that we're out of time for today. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is make this episode part one of this song. And then we're going to actually do a part two next week. Just use the same song, King of Kings. It's, it's, it really is that good. And I really, really, really want to show you in scripture um, kind of how uh, how the lyrics of this song reflect the truth of Scripture. So uh, may- maybe you didn't know how to find your way to all the references I've walked you through today on your own. You know, maybe I, I just don't want that to discourage you. I think that's okay. <laughs> what you can do at this point, though, is really just take the list of Scriptures and just go soak in them so that the next time you run across them again, You have a foundation of familiarity to begin to make some of these links on your own. This is not the first time I've used John chapter 1, for example. So if you've been a listener, hopefully you've studied John chapter 1 so that when I read it today, you were like, oh, yeah, I remember studying this. And if you if you are a, if you are a listener that already has a great foundation of scripture and you can think of more areas that reflect these truths that I didn't have a chance to talk about, I would love for you to, to jump on Twitter or Facebook and share those areas of scripture so that we can all benefit from um, just thinking about all these different places in scripture that that tell these truths that this song is singing about. 
So what's next? Well, meditate on these areas of scripture. The complete list is in the show notes. Again, michellekneesat.com forward slash 309. Consider those scriptures in the context of where they were written. So if I read a chunk, go ahead and read the chapter or the chapter before and the chapter after, just so that you can really get an understanding of exactly where those scriptures, what what they were saying were um, in, in context of where they were written. Then ponder how every story whispers the name of Jesus. Even the in the beginning story is whispered and repeated in John chapter one, where the word, uh, where we learn about the word. And then finally, recount the goodness of God and offer your sacrifice of worship and praise. Don't let this just be an academic endeavor. Let these words and this truth really impact your heart and the way you think, and then just turn and give glory to the God who deserves it all. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can hop on, uh, you can email me directly, michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneesat. I'm on Instagram at Michelle Nizat. Michelle L. Nizat is my public Facebook page. And like I said, we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before uh, I kind of close up, and I, I I usually say before I tell you what song will be featured next week, but I've already spilled the beans on that because we're going to use this same song next week. But I do want to take the a moment right now to thank some new subscribers who have subscribed recently to my website. Uh, Mardell from Saskatchewan, Canada, Heather from Mississippi, and Beverly from Missouri. I want to say welcome. Uh, Now, new subscribers, if you're considering it, um, will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast, the Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. Uh, That is a really great place to start. Subscribers also benefit from an email that I send out once a week. Uh, In that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource. If you want to display it on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, you can print it out. But most of all, you get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to some of the resources. I create extra resources every once in a while. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Well, it really encourages me. It also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Alicia Dawn 70, who writes, I'm a big fan of Bible. Bible study and contemporary Christian music. So finding this podcast was a blessing. I also subscribe to her website, which offers other tools for Bible study. I usually listen when I'm cooking or cleaning up dinner. So the 20 minutes or so is the perfect time frame. Thank you. Well, thank you, Alicia Dawn, for taking the time to submit your review. Thanks for plugging the subscription as well. And it is my desire that all everything that I offer would be of value and not just another thing to clog up your inbox. Of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, as I mentioned, I will be using King of Kings again by Hillsong Worship to continue to lead us to scripture. I can't wait to share part two with all of you. But if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 309. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.